How's it going, Yamitators? Episode 94 with Nicole Amy Schreiber. It was really cool. We talked about funny girls. We talked about stand-up. We talked about a, uh, a bike-on-car collision uh, that happened just earlier, right before uh, this recording. So it's raw and fresh, and um, <laughs> it, was, it was a really good episode, so listen to it. Uh, Facebook.com slash Yamatat with Doug Culp. Go there, like the page, tell other people to like the page, uh, tell other people about the show on iTunes or Stitcher, whatever you're listening to this on, you know, rate it, review it, just give it a, give it a quick, uh, quick five star if that's what you think it deserves. I mean, if you think it deserves a five star, go ahead, just, just go ahead. Duplex Comedy Suplex was so awesome. We had Eddie DeLiseppi, Hope Linden, Stuart Thompson, Nicole Amy Schreiber, and Baron Vaughn. It was a really, really awesome show. Um, Keep spreading the word. Keep telling everyone about it. And, um, yeah, spread the comedy around. My Twitter is at Dougathan, D-O-U-G-A-T-H-A-N. And the show's Twitter is at Yamatat, Y-A-M-A-T-A-T. And Duplex Comedy Suplex Twitter is at Duplex Comedy. And I've got a donate button. Uh, a couple donate buttons up on yamatat.com through the PayPal. Um, if we could uh, up upgrade the uh, studio facilities, um, it would be great for everyone. Great for everyone involved. Um, yeah. So now yam it up with me and Nicole Amy Schreiber. That I made out of the remains of my uh, first piano. So you're a piano player? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, it's fun. Um, so this is your room, mm-hmm. and you have a collapsible bed. Yeah. How bad does your back hurt all the time? <laughs> it doesn't. Really? Yeah. I, uh, I sleep really well, and um, pretty comfortably. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy to me that you'd rather have this, like, this crazy setup than a bed. <laughs> like, my, it, what I would want in a room is bed. Bed is my top priority. <laughs> bed is key. Bed is not your priority at all. <laughs> yeah. I can sleep on the floor. In fact, after, after I got divorced, there was um, a period of, like, two, two years where mm-hmm. I... Yeah, slept on the floor with a foam mattress pad. And how long were you married? Uh, for just over eight months. Well, well how'd you fuck that up? <laughs> I was... can only assume you fucked it up. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I would love to think a woman did, but it's usually a man, I think. Well, no? the whole thing was fucked up because, like, there was no chemistry, and I should have known, like an idiot, I didn't, <clears throat> and I was just going going with the going with the flow of things like this is what you do with this whatever and how long had you known her um before getting married is that a metal straw yeah it's so weird where'd you get that 7-eleven i feel like that's like a it's like a slurpee straw or something i think <laughs> just for real fucking lazy pieces of shit Um, who eat their straw, too. Uh, We have the metal straw, which will definitely deter you from eating our straws. Uh, 
You know what it kind of reminds me of? The batons from track and field. Yeah. Remember how you'd pass, pass the baton it, yeah. back? It's like a thinner version of that. What is this set up here? What is this? Is that pot? Oh, yeah. That's, um, this is Keith, and this is the shovel. This is actually a Lego shovel. That's really adorable. Do they sell that? Or that's just something I got you it. stole from a nephew? No, you stole I... that from your nephew, for sure. I bought it on Amazon. You bought a... And it came. You could just buy one of those. <laughs> yeah. How much do they charge for that on Amazon? If they, if you like... say more than a dollar, so help me, I'll murder you. <laughs> no, I think it was like fifty-eight cents or something. And how did they ship it to you? Uh, in an envelope. It's really adorable. Yeah. <laughs> um, how often do you smoke pot? Every day. Yeah, pretty um, much every day. Yeah. So the story behind me this morning and my car accident <laughs> was my roommate. I had gone to a yoga class with my roommate. My roommate has a TV show, and she it films in New York. Whoa. So she leaves to New York, uh, and she wanted to, you know, stop and get some reserves at the pot shop. Mm -hmm. So I went to yoga with her this morning because I want to like spend time with her before she leaves because she's the closest thing I have to a relationship, um, <laughs> a romantic relationship or otherwise. Uh, and she was like, "Let's go to yoga," and then after yoga, um, I got to make a quick stop at the pot shop. Yeah. I was like, all right, cool. Forgot my phone. And yeah. I was like, all right, I just need to be back at the house by like 1145 at the latest. Um, and because I got to get to this podcast, it's really close. So if I'm like, even if it's like 1155, like as long as I'm there with a re reasonable <laughs> amount of time. Anyway, so we're, we're pulling into the pod shop. It's probably 1140. Okay. Yeah. At. So I got into a car accident because I had to take my roommate to get pot. Is essentially how I see it. And I hit, I hit a person on their bike. I was turning left into the pot shop. And one car stopped. And we were waiting for the next lane of traffic to stop. And then that guy stopped. Mm -hmm. So two lanes of tra traffic are at a complete stop for us to turn left mm -hmm. into this. Mm -hmm. uh, because it's bumper to bumper traffic. Yeah. Um, so we're turning left. You have to left. leave that area clear. That's what you're yep, supposed to do. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and then we're turning left in, and then out of nowhere comes a fucking biker, uh, a bike bicyclist, sorry. Yeah. I, I don't want you to think I hit a person on a motorcycle, because that would have done even more damage. Yeah. Um, but the bicyclist, anyways, he we just hit him, and he just goes, onto the cement. Pieces of his bike are just in the street. I'm, I'm, I cannot move. I'm just paralyzed. Because there's a level of horror you experience when you think you've killed someone. Yeah. Uh, and that level of horror was paralyzing for me. I could not fucking move. I was like, oh my god, I just killed someone. I, someone is dead because of me. I wasn't even going fast. I was going, I just taken Five. my foot off the gra yeah. gas and just put it onto the... I had taken my foot off the brake and just started to put it onto the gas, yeah. and and you were then barely more than idling. I was barely. I was max. I was going eight miles an hour. Yeah. And my roommate had to talk to him. I couldn't move. I couldn't even get out of the car. My roommate did all the talking. I don't know what his name is. I don't know anything. He was apologizing to us because he was like, "That was my fault," and I was like, "I'm sorry, but I I almost killed you." Um, and then he's like, it's fine. It's fine. He's like, no, 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 it's fine. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, 
what about this is fine? He goes, oh, I've been in way worse. I'm like, stop biking. You're not good at it. You're really bad at it. If you've been in worse than this and got back on a bike, you're an idiot. Like, you're just the dumbest person I've ever met. And then his, he, he, the, so there was like missing parts. There were parts in the street of his bike. He decided they were non-essential and he was just going to leave them there. And then he realizes his bike tire has been popped. Um, cause I guess that's, we hit the front of his, wait, was it his front tire? Anyways, he was so nice and apologetic and I couldn't even speak. My roommate did all the talking. I, I, words couldn't come out of my mouth and I don't shut up usually. All I ever do is talk. And I, and I could not say one word to this man. I could say sorry. I couldn't say my bad. I couldn't say, God, I hope you're okay. I couldn't say fuck you. I couldn't even curse him out. I couldn't even curse him out for making me feel the way I felt. I'm sure I'll be really mad about it later. But, like, holy shit. The moral of the story is, people, use the fucking bike lane if it's there. And, and, and maybe don't, maybe don't drive a bike. Maybe a bike's not your thing. Maybe stay home. Anyways, that was, uh... That was this morning. That was my morning. Oh, man. Um, and I don't have my phone, and I'm like, I... I'm missing a podcast right now. Completely. Um... And I'm just... We're driving home, and I, and I know I need to get home faster because I need to let you know that I'm not a complete asshole but I can't drive more than 20 miles an hour for fear that something is gonna come out of nowhere. Did the, did he come from between the cars? Between the cars, yeah. Oh no, yeah. He wasn't I, in the bike lane. He was in. The, he was riding between the uh, one and two lane. Let's give him a name. Scott. Uh, Scott, listen. I'm, I think I am pretty sure his name was Pedro. I'm, it's a P name. It was Pedro or Peter something Latin. He was Latin. He was brown. He was a adorable, adorable young man. With, and then just a little bit of road rash, nothing major. Um, Like just a little bit on his arm. It was just bleeding. I was like, uh, I, was, I couldn't even talk. I was just pointing at it. I was like, uh, my roommate's like, yeah, you're bleeding. I was like, yeah, that. And he's like, oh, that's fine, it's fine. I was like, I don't understand. I I think men, I don't know if he's trying to be macho or men just don't get it, but, like, you need to see a doctor. Like, you're, people break, you get sick. Like, I know guys who haven't been to the, when was the last time you were at the doctor? Um, like, four months ago or something. And before that? Uh... A while, I think. Guys only go yeah. to the doctor when they're really fucking sick. <laughs> Guys don't do checkups. But because of the way girls are and we have fucking vaginas that are so high maintenance and we yeah. have to go to the doctor once a year at least. To make sure To make sure everything's are and... okay in our vagina. See, our vaginas are literally going to kill us. <laughs> if you leave a vagina alone for too long, it will murder you. <laughs> You have to go to the doctor, otherwise it will be the death of you. 
ultimately we have this thing that makes people, but it can kill us. It can it can create life and then take our life. That is what a vagina is. Oh, how terrible. Anyways. Do you, do you have that as a bit? No, but I think I'm going to make it into a bit. I mean, I do talk about vaginas make life, but like the whole idea that a vagina is ultimately going to kill us is kind of... Thanks, I think I just worked out a bit. Hey, listeners. You heard it here first. It's like the E! True Hollywood story. So tell us about that bit that has made you millions. Well, it all started. I was sitting in a room with a fold-up bed. Like a hospital fold-up bed. This is like a roll-away bed that you get at a hotel. I don't know if you guys know. Do you, do people talk about this every time they're on the podcast? Sometimes. Here it's it, it pops roll, up here It's and a roll-away bed, guys. It is a roll-away bed. Is that a Teenage Ninja Mutant Turtle pedal, pillowcase? Pillowcase, yeah. Yep, I, I didn't even see it when I walked in. I just caught a glimpse of it. I'm like, I know that cracked font. I know that sans serif font anywhere. That is Teenage Ninja Mutant Turtles. You've got a lot of winter coats. Not useful right now. Yeah, I know. I can't believe you were ever married. You're like a kid. Who married you? What insane psycho woman did you meet at Comic-Con? Where did you guys meet? Did you meet in line waiting for the Star Wars movie to start? Were you guys in line for tickets? You're a, you've waited in line for tickets, haven't you? For tickets for what? Anything. You've waited in line oh, for something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, could yeah, tell yeah, that about yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could tell that about you. Oh, yeah. You definitely seem like the kind of guy who has waited in line for something before its release date. Yeah. Like, its release date yeah, was, was 9 a.m., um, <laughs> and you were in line waiting to buy it, or there's a midnight showing and you're in line for that. I have, that is something I would never do. A midnight showing for, there's nothing. Absolutely no nothing. No movies? None. No. There's no movie I would wait. I'm, an, I'm the person who waits till the movie is like one day from getting out of the theater, and then I'll go see it. Because I want to be in the theater when there's no one there. What's the last movie you, like, saw and you loved it? Fuck, man. Like, Birdman did that for me. Like, after walking out of there, I was like, oh, man, Birdman was the one with so Michael Keaton. Good. Yeah. Um, I w- tried to watch that on a plane. <laughs> um, did not love it. I liked it, did not love it. Um, I think I just like it because it's Michael Keaton. Um, and for me, he's always Batman. <laughs> Michael Keaton will only and always be Batman. There's yeah. nothing else he can do. That's I remember what, when that's I first part of moved what they were to hinting LA. at in the movie. Yeah, and I like that. Meta, so yeah. I think I, I had that, like, <coughs> that, like, nostalgic love for that. But I, um, what movie have I seen recently that I really liked? I watch so much television on Hulu. Yeah. And Netflix that I don't watch. I don't even go to movie theaters anymore. Movie tickets are so crazy expensive yeah. right now, and I'm yeah. trying to like save some dollars. Honestly, I don't know. If you listed some movies that were out, maybe I think the last time I went to a movie was maybe like a month or so ago. All right. Did you see Mad Max when that came out? Yeah, that was the last movie I saw. Okay. Mad Max. That was great. Yes, fucking great. I left that movie amped. Me too. Amped. I've never been so pumped about anything in my life. That movie from start to finish, you're in your chair and you're like, what is going on? Everything. Everything. There there is no lull in that movie at all whatsoever. Like, even a lull, there's so much anticipation building of what's coming, you can't even relax. Like, you you are on pins and needles the entire time. I remember leaving that movie, and we were a big Mad Max, like, my family, that was, like, we loved, you know, original Mad Max and all that. We watched that a lot. 
Um, so I left there, and my dad, my dad has Parkinson's. My parents are still married. And so for my dad to go to a movie is, like, an, an undertaking. Deal, yeah. It's like, you know, my mom's got to, like, schlep him out of the house and, like, get him in a chair or a walker or however he's feeling that day. Yeah. You know, because uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Parkinson's kind of ebbs and flows. You have, like, good days, and then you have, like, fucking crazy bad days. Mm. And then you have some days that are so good, you're like, wait, are you even sick? Wow. Like, it's that bananas. Um... Uh, those don't happen that often. I mean, he probably has, like, one day a month where you're like, what the fuck is you or have you have been faking this, haven't you? Um, but he, but it's fucking, it's terrible. I mean, it's like, he's still, you know, he's, like, faking it, but he's like, yeah, I'm faking it, I'm wearing a diaper. That's exactly my master plan. Um, so I was like, Mom, I called her after I saw Mad Max, and I was like, I don't give a fuck what you do. You get Dad dressed or naked, I don't care. Get him in a fucking wheelchair a walker, a whatever, a gurney, call a goddamn ambulance to transport him. I was like, you get him to the movie theater to see Mad Max. Because it's so fucking good, it's gonna blow his mind. Do you think it's out on DVD yet? Do we know? Does anybody know? Uh... I say, does anybody know if you guys could like call in and let me know? I'm like, any of you listeners, hey, do you guys want to call in and let me know? Maybe tweet to me? Um, like, we start live... hearing voices it's from the li- future it's a through live the microphone. Broadcast. No, 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 no. No, it's a podcast, Nicole, you fucking idiot. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, so... Let's not know the answer and I'm then going just home... wait for them to tweet at you. The I'm answer. going home Thanksgiving, guys. So I'll be in Michigan Thanksgiving. So if it's out by then, if someone could just let me know the release date of it, because I'm going to pick it up so I can watch it at home with my dad. Yeah. Um... And my dad's going to fucking love it. My dad's the guy who watches movies, and when it gets really exciting, he, like, stomps his feet. He'll be like, ooh, ooh, and he gets so excited. He, like, loves, he loves action movies so much. While I was watching Mad Max, there was a point where I was grabbing, like, yeah. <laughs> the roof of my yeah. seat. I was oh, just like, I was, my oh, roommate was next oh. to me, and I was, like, holding on to her. I was like, oh, my God, where, what's going on? <laughs> Witness me. That is that movie was so incredible. I'm like, wait, when's the next one coming out? Like, I need that again. I will never have. I just. He's I, gonna make more, right? Like, oh yeah, for sure. There's more. Yeah, yeah totally. Uh, What's his name? Tom Hardy. I mean, are yeah. you fucking kidding? <laughs> Who's the most badass motherfucker ever? By the way, have you seen his MySpace page? <laughs> oh my god! Everybody, Google Tom Hardy MySpace page. <laughs> and just enjoy. He just upkeeps his He's, MySpace. No, like he does. It's just it's still there. It oh. hasn't gone anywhere. I don't know. I, I don't. Maybe I just saw screen grabs of it, but there's tons <clears throat> of screen grabs. Just search Tom Hardy MySpace. <laughs> he is the most vain. Like, he's he's a CrossFit guy. He's a CrossFit guy who takes, like, ab pictures where he's, like, holding up his T-shirt with one hand to show his abs and then, like, fucking snapping a selfie in a mirror. Like, that's who Tom Hardy actually is. He's not a badass motherfucker. He's a fucking axe body spray wearing douchebag from fucking England. And he's damn good actor. He is a, a damn good actor. <laughs> he is a damn good actor because there is not a hint of douchery in his acting. It's just so honest and real. I was like, you're more honest and real in another character than you are as yourself. Like, you're just a cheese dick. But that's why he's got that buff fucking body. That's why he can be an action hero because he's got a douchey buff body. <laughs> fucking crazy, man. Tom, Tom Hardy. Good for you, man. 
Good job. Good on you, Tom Hardy. Yeah, he is an attractive person. And he's a fucking great actor. What else has he done? I don't know. Uh, Batman. Oh, yeah, he did Bane. Mm-hmm. That was good. That's a good one, too. Only then will I allow you to die. Yeah, that voice was really good. Oh, Christian Bale. What a psycho. Yeah. What is, uh, what's he been in lately? Not since the Batman. I'm trying to think. I met a dude who looked like him. And I was like, bro, you look like Christian Bale. Like, so much like Christian Bale. I showed showed my friend who was with me, I was like, look at him, didn't look like Christian Bale? My friend's like, yeah, totally. Uh, and I was like, you should be like a Christian Bale, like, look-alike. And he was like, nah, I'm a musician. I want to have a career in music. I was like, well... Music doesn't work out for you. <laughs> you could be a Christian Bale lookalike, or like a Christian Bale stand-in. Stand-in, body stunt double. double. I want to be a body double. <clears throat> I feel like people always tell me that I look like Julia Roberts. I don't want to brag. Um, <laughs> people always tell me I look like Julia Roberts, and then people who have worked with Julia Roberts say that I'm the same size as her, like same height, oh. same like similar build. Yeah. They're like, you could for sure be her stand-in. Um, they say that she goes through stand-ins very often because she um, is very difficult um, and I was like, I I can do this. I can do this. I yeah. can handle difficult. Yeah. My mom, I was potty trained at gunpoint. Like, I can handle whatever it is Julia Roberts thinks she's going to dish out. Use the toilet now. Yeah, use the toilet now, Nicole. Grow up. Grow up. I was, my mom, my mom never knew how to deal with, like, a kid. Ever. She was like, uh, just don't be a child. Be an adult. Hurry up. Get done with this potty training shit. Now. It was a stressful childhood. And an ulcer by the time I was seven. It was crazy. That was your second ulcer. Yeah, second ulcer. I mean, I, I'm, I'm... I am. I have so much. I carry all my anxiety in my stomach and my shoulders. I'm Jewish, so that makes perfect sense. Every Jew I know has an intestinal disorder. Every Jew I know has an intestinal disorder or allergies or both, um, and has some sort of codependent relationship with either their mother or their father or both. So yeah, I feel like that covers it. Yeah, I just, I just basically boiled down Jews to ailments. Psychological conditions. That's because that's all Jews are, is issues. Resolved and unresolved. Yeah. I mean, that's it. No issues ever resolved with a Jew. Are you kidding? Everything's pending. All issues pending. I'll believe it when I'm dead. Yeah. Yeah, when, when a Jew's dead, they'll be like, I told you so. <laughs> dead. Every Jew looks forward to dying so they can be like, I told you so, to all of their friends. That's what I'm looking forward to. Told you so. You dick. I don't know who I'd say it to. I'd probably call up a few people. Uh, I wish my mom would be alive when I die. Maybe she will be, who knows. Uh, but at least I could be like, I told you so, bitch. Good, dad. What's your day job? What do you do besides this? Um, I've been getting acting gigs and PA gigs and stuff. I'm just okay. living off freelance right now. Alright. Yeah. How do you get PA gigs? Um, there's like some people, some like people I already knew like before I moved up here 
who were already working in like film and TV stuff and uh, <clears throat> for a little bit I was working as PA for Maker mm-hmm. for um, Bart Baker's like a uh, music video parodies okay yeah and yeah just reaching out a lot <laughs> just being like hey if anyone needs uh, someone will be a PA, and there's, yeah. like, groups on Facebook and stuff. And oh, I should get into that. I need to go back to getting a day job. <laughs> Money from the TV show ran dry. <laughs> so now I'm back to fucking grinding. Oh, man. I mean, not that I wasn't grinding the whole time, but... How was all that? The TV show? Everything? Kind of crazy. Yeah. It's crazy because, like, I was still waitressing the whole time I was on the TV show. And the TV show would be, like, airing. I would... There was a TV in the restaurant where I worked. Yeah. Um, and I would... The TV would be on, and I'd always set it to oxygen. And then, like, a commercial would come on. <laughs> and I'd be, like, in the middle of someone's order. I'd be, like, one second, I'm, I'm on TV. I'd be there. Hey, hi. And then people would be, like, yeah, oh, my God, you're on TV. Whoa, that's crazy. And then I'm just, like, uh, do you want fries or salad? <laughs> With your sandwich. Um, so it was like kind of like I was like... You're keeping yourself grounded. That yeah, way. I mean, uh, it's more of like I really just needed money. But like, the, I mean, reality TV doesn't pay. Like, I'm you're not getting, you know, fat on the land Yeah. Um, from reality TV. But it's like, I feel like people think you're like, oh, you're on TV. You're, you're fine. a millionaire. You're good. You've made it. You're hundred millionaire. Deal sealed. Um... And it's like, no, it's not at all what it is. Um, but it was, like, cool to have those moments where you'd be, like, walking around and, like, somebody would recognize you. I mean, it was an Oxygen TV show, so, like, three people watched it. And I met all three of the people. Um, great people. Great, the nicest. Great and, folks. man, I mean, you know, quality, not quantity. Um, their voices rang true on Twitter and their Facebook posts. And then maybe some Instagram um, but one girl cried. She got so excited when she saw me. Um, and I was like, she's like, this is one of the greatest days of my life. I was like, you should kill yourself. Because um, <laughs> if this, meeting me, is one of the greatest days of your life, you should just reevaluate everything. And then promptly kill yourself. Because that is insane. For you, for this to be the greatest day of your life. I'm like, I am... I'm, what, I'm a person on TV and all of a sudden you think I'm great? Like, I am a waitress who does stand-up comedy. There's a lot of those. They're actually all of L.A. You would love all of L.A. But it's like, all of a sudden you get on TV and people think you're this, like, fucking, like, you're like, you become a god in people's world. An inspiration. Yeah, Yeah, you're so inspiring. Like, no, dude. You want to know who's inspiring? Like, someone coming back from fucking war who has no legs and decides to just go on living. Yeah. That's inspiring. Like, that's some shit to be like, that's dope. Like, peep, there are a million of me. There's a million of fucking them. Like, I don't know, find someone else to be inspired by, because that is, like, way too much pressure. It's too much pressure. I don't want to be a role model I'm like, for listen, anyone. I'm like, I am a waitress because I don't like pressure, okay? And you promoting me to role model in your life is insane. Are you drinking Gatorade right now, by the way? No, it's Mountain Dew. Oh my god, what is wrong with you? <laughs> By the way, he's drinking Mountain Dew out of an Empire Strikes Back glass. <laughs> he has Return of the Jedi drapes, yep. which I'm pretty sure were sheets at one point that he had tailored into drapes. <laughs> yeah. um, he has every Star Wars poster ever. <laughs> um, he has a Tron poster. 
That's from Axe Cop. It's a comic. I don't know what that is. <laughs> There's some comic stuff. Um, Arrested Development. Goonies. He has the uh, first tissue that he jerked off into. Uh, framed. Because <laughs> puberty was a big time for him. Yeah, of um, Still has not let it go. And then uh, a fold-away bed. <laughs> so roll-away bed. I really like dissecting your room. It's so funny. Oh, Flight of the Concords on vinyl. Yep. You guys, Flight of the Concords on vinyl. And then lots of records. But I don't know if they're music records. I feel like they're, like, film stuff. Yeah, some are soundtracks and, like, comedy albums. And then mm -hmm. this is, like, the music part. Who's your favorite comedian? Um, I think, I gotta say Louie. Like, he's, yeah. a, he's a really big inspiration yeah. for me. Yeah, Louie's great. Yeah. And, like, Zach and Zach Galifianakis and, um... So comics that you kind of resemble. <laughs> You're into all comics who only look like you. No. You're like, uh, Pete right Holmes, here, Kyle Dunnigan, Maria Bamford. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so not all comics look like you, but most of them. <laughs> Some of them. Yeah. It's coincidence. It's a coincidence. <laughs> well, I think not. Um, I, uh, yeah. I mean, I like comics who only look like me. That's why I only like Sarah Silverman. That's it. That's all. She's the only comic I like. She's, she's so the only good. one who looks like me. She's so good. I love her. God, she's epic. <laughs> um okay so now i do have some questions that i usually ask okay so let's see uh how long how long have you been doing stand-up for <clears throat> so i started five years ago and then in that time i probably took about a year off yeah um for family shit yeah. emotional shit you know, yeah. I probably gave up comedy at one point in there. <laughs> um, I think we've all quit comedy for a few months, and then we're just like, well, where else am I going to act like an asshole? Yeah. Get paid for it, potentially. And you came um, back. And so I came back when I realized I fit in nowhere else but in this fucking sick, weird world that we, we, we live in. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. Started five years ago, so I'd say, you know, good solid four years. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. How about you? Um, I, I'm hitting six this month. Awesome. Yeah. Happy birthday. Thanks. <laughs> Where did you start comedy? In San Diego. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I started in LA. Okay. It's weird, yeah. man. Yeah, it is. There's, it was this um, pub slash, they also like had bands play there. And so then it was like... What is that, Lestat's? No, it was um, Winston's Pub. Okay, I don't know. Ocean Beach. Yeah, so they had an open mic, and then after the open mic, there was going to be a band. And mm -hmm. so, like, people were there to drink and, like, see the band. Mm -hmm. It was mostly comics performing for comics, but... Yeah. Yeah. And so people were there to see music, and then all of a sudden it was a sneak attack of comedy. <laughs> yeah. Fooled you. Gotcha. Fell for the oldest trick in the book. <laughs> Hilarious. Um... Alright, that's cool. I like it's always interesting to like hear where people came up doing comedy. Yeah. I feel like I'm interviewing you for a podcast right now. <laughs> I'm like, that's really great, man. You're like, this is my podcast now. I'm taking it over. <laughs> Got some questions for you. Why uh, is that guy keep honking his horn outside? Answer know. that. I don't know. Okay, by the way, we Very we impatient. we kind of live in the same neighborhood. So I get this honking thing that's going on outside. It's just I don't know, I just feel like Maybe no one has a cell phone, so it's just some guy in his car just honking for the person to come out. 
That's all. I miss that. That's not around anymore. Honking no. for someone to come outside. Yeah, no, it's not. Like no one blares their horn anymore. They just angrily like text and call. <laughs> I'm here. Where are you? Where I'm leaving. But the blaring of the horn also has this sense of like, all right, I'm coming. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> like the horn does make you move faster. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that is. It's like you just want that annoying noise to stop. Yeah, I think that's what. It is. You're like, stop! Enough! I can't handle it. Maybe if they see me, they'll stop making that noise. Yeah. I'm counting. I'm counting. <laughs> so, uh, what are some? I mean, you had the you had the show. Mm-hmm. What are some like uh, other goals? The other things you haven't done in comedy that you'd want to do? Um, I mean, at some point, you know, like a comedy album. Yeah. Write a show. Yeah. Um, you know, would you be Central. would you be in your show that you wrote? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I wouldn't be a main character though. <laughs> I'm I, I'm so into the best friend, the weird best friend. Like I'm down with that. I'm super down with that. Straight man, funny man. Yeah, I want to be just like the. Or like you know what? I want to be the level-headed, fairly level-headed best friend, who just calls you out on your bullshit, but is completely weird as well. <laughs> But weird and like, just like eccentric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Parker Posey. I want to be Parker Posey. Yes. I love her. She's oh, one of my favorites. Oh, she's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I would say as far as like, actors go, she's probably one of my, my top Yeah. She's amazing. The season that she was in Louie, did you see that? Amazing. Oh. Yeah, she's so good. Oh man, so good. Yeah. Parker Posey, if you want to do the podcast, I'm just saying. Parker Posey, if you want to do me, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'll be a lesbian for you. Um, there's so many people I'd be a lesbian for, but mainly Parker Posey. She wins. You're my, you're my, you're my white whale, Parker. You are my white whale. <laughs> What if she actually heard this? That would be amazing. Amazing. <laughs> How long have you been doing this podcast? This is episode 94. Jesus. Coming up on 100. Fucking Christ. Every week. That's insane. Yeah. That has a lot of dedication. <laughs> it's been it's been a fun uh, year and change. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. Mm-hmm. It is so hot in here, I'm gonna die. I know. <laughs> Maybe I should have waited until the cold months to do the podcast. You didn't mention the hot part. I know, it gets hot in here, sorry. I already did oh. yoga, I did hot yoga this morning, and now I'm doing more hot yoga. This is a makeshift air conditioner I made from a DIY video on YouTube. Mm-hmm. There's um, bottles of ice in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that kinda, is pretty impressive. It kind of does something, right? It doesn't, it's not nothing. It's not nothing. <laughs> Guys, he has literally made an air conditioner. I just thought this was just shit laying around. <laughs> Turns out it's an air conditioner. Yeah. There's a fan. I was like, why does this fucker have a fan just facing downward? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you got it figured out. You t- it's a contraption. Is it cooler? Is it cooler than... I mean, it's cool. It's now that I know it's cool, I'm just going to keep my hand here. My hand's going to be nice and not sweaty. <laughs> My hand is sweat-free. My whole body is super sweaty. (laughs) Dripping in it. Um, But this is is cute. I mean... I need to get just... I need to get, like, a unit somewhere. Yeah. Fries. Somewhere. I mean, Amazon, eBay. (laughs) 
Craigslist. Yeah, Craigslist. Yeah, I feel like you could totally do that. Yeah. Maybe someone... Yeah. I could speculate on that later. Yeah. This is about you. This is about me. Let's go back to me. What <laughs> questions do you have for me? Um, what's your favorite part about doing comedy? What's your favorite part about doing stand-up? Um, fuck, man. <laughs> Making people laugh, dude. I just love it. Yeah. Hearing people laugh is the greatest thing, man. It's like... It's the like best. a drug. <laughs> Yeah. There's this, it's weird, it's like, when you do three minutes of comedy, you have, like, you don't get a buzz, really. You're like, oh, this is fun. You, yeah. Once you're doing five minutes of comedy, you're like, oh, this feels good. Yeah. Once you hit, like, ten minutes of comedy, you start to get this, like, buzz. Oh, yeah. The second you hit 15 minutes on stage, it's a full-on fucking drug <laughs> of just pure heroin <laughs> pumping through your veins. You're just floating. Like, after 15 minutes of doing comedy, it's like... <laughs> There's just nothing I enjoy. I was having a fucking shit week last week. Yeah. And I ended up doing a show on Friday night. Um, and I got there and I was like not feeling it. It was in Malibu. It was a long drive out there. I got there and, you know, I saw a couple comics and I was like, oh, cool. You know, my friends are here. And it was like good to just see, I don't know, like-minded weirdos. And then... <laughs> As soon as I got on stage, I was like, yep, this is, this is way better. My week's way, <laughs> way better. Like, it's just, there's nothing. Yeah, man. I it's just, a release. The second you're on stage and you say your first joke and you get your first laugh, you're like, you just want to, like, yeah. high-five yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, this is what I like. Sometimes when I'm on stage and a crowd's really awesome, I'll just be like, God, you guys are good. Like, I'm as impressed with them as they are with, like, <laughs> laughing at my comedy it's like there's really something there's a show in san diego at the wood that this guy josh nelson runs okay if you're listening to this and you live in san diego go to the show because it's great it's every wednesday night at the wood i believe it's at like 9 p.m is it in san diego san, san diego? diego it's in i don't know what part of san diego okay. it's like south of the city it's like south of like the the city part the city yeah. city part yeah it's like closer <laughs> to the beach area anyways it's fucking awesome and it's at a it's at a bar rest i don't know if it's a restaurant too but it's a bar it's called the wood um you can just google it the the wood comedy show it's run by this guy josh nelson who's just a fucking great guy great comic just runs like a really it is it's a bar show yeah but it's so it's Everyone's it's just so much more comedy. than that because everybody's like so attentive like a lot of times you do a bar show like there's this bar show um in uh like the marina area i can't remember what it's called great show mm -hmm. but you're really at some points competing for people to listen to you because the people who are at the bar are there for the bar yeah and then there's like a section of the bar that's like the comedy area of the bar yeah but he has this whole bar like they're locked in they are there for comedy and he's been doing it for a while so i think it's he just had his three-year anniversary of having the show. Wow. So every week for three years, Josh has this amazing show. And people, like, they fucking come out for it <laughs> in full force. It is packed. That room has... I've never done the show and it hasn't been packed. And it's just... It's fucking magical. It's a magical, <laughs> awesome show. And everyone just is there to laugh. And I think that's yeah. the fun thing about doing shows outside of L.A., is that everyone who comes to shows, no one's in the industry. Yeah. So they don't have this whole, like, jaded, like, 
mentality where they've experienced so much live performance art. <laughs> so it's like in San Diego, it's still, it's a treat to, you know, see comedy. Yeah. And like, dude, everybody there is just totally on board with it. Like just fucking dudes in their flip flops and bitches in their fucking tank tops just looking fine. Like everybody in San Diego is attractive. All the women there. I love all of them. Last time I was there, I made out with a chick. I'm not even a lesbian, but she was that hot that I was like, fuck it, I'll make out with you. She was like, I'm really into you. I'm like, I'm straight. She's like, I don't care. I'm not leaving till I kiss you. And I was like, all right, cool. Next thing I know, I'm at the bar making out with her. She leaves and comics are like high-fiving me. They're like, you got the hottest chick in the bar. I'm like, word. I know. And then I drove back to LA questioning my sexuality like the whole way home. I was like, have I been a lesbian this whole time? I felt so connected to her. It was so tender and sweet. Like, I get it why dudes are obsessed with women. Like, we're awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was obsessed with this chick for, like, a couple days. I don't even remember her name. I don't even know if she listens. I don't even know if she can hear. All we did was make out. I didn't even talk to her. But, like, she was dope. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, San Diego. Misconnections. Go to the, yeah, misconnections. This is my misconnections. <laughs> to the beautiful blonde lesbian that I made out with at the Wood Bar a few months ago. Um, yeah, she was badass. Look at where she is. Anyways, so yeah. That's what happened in San Diego. Because what happens in San Diego gets told on a podcast. Yeah. And there you have it, guys. And there you have it. Um, wait, what was the question that I was answering? Favorite part about doing stand-up. Yeah, that's it. Making people laugh. Making people laugh and, and making, making out, out with bitches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Woof. High five. And there was one comic there who I think was, like, genuinely upset that I was making out with her because I think he think that I... I think he thinks that I cock-blocked him. Mm. And I was like... <laughs> Look, bro, you were just trying to fucking pussy block me, okay? And I, and I got around that pussy block, right? I skillfully navigated my way to this woman. It was so cute. It was so cute. High five to me, yo. High five to me. Hilarious. Yeah, so, laughter, yeah. Yeah, good. Oh, man. Um, so, I'm trying to think. Wait, so you guys, like, toured around and stuff. We did not tour around. No. We toured around in L.A. Like, we did shows here in L.A. a lot. Okay. But no touring. If we were to get a season two, which we still might. Okay. Um, if everybody could just, you know, tweet to Oxygen and tell them how much you loved season one of Funny Girls, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> um, it. So, yeah. Uh, if we were to get a season two, there would probably be a tour. Awesome. Fingers crossed, because yeah. that would be so dope. That would be rad. Yeah. You guys all, like, got along pretty totally, well. Totally, huh? yeah. yeah. I mean, there was a lot of fighting on it. Um, <laughs> not a lot. There was some drama. And does um, the show make it look, make something small look like something bigger and, like, for the for the drama, or... Yeah, I mean, it's certainly not, like, underplayed. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's like, when you edit something and you clip out you know the time in between it makes the immediacy of the drama seem so like oh, yeah. real and urgent it's happening and, and urgent and it's not it's not like that i mean it was you know like there was a fight that stephanie and esther had and that was very real yeah very real and before the show started even i had uh issues with esther where i was like i just thought she was a bitch mainly because i wrote to her on facebook to tell her something mm -hmm. that i thought was really funny and she never wrote back to me. So I was like, oh, what do you think? You're too good for me, you little fucking bitch. 
Um, so I remember when we started shooting, um, like right when we started shooting, she goes, you know, I heard you, uh, were talking shit about me or something like that. And I was like, no, Esther, like I absolutely wasn't talking shit about you because anything I've said, I will gladly say to you now. And I think you're a bitch. Like literally, I think you're a bitch. And she was like, but I'm not. I'm sorry. <laughs> and ever since then, ever since I had that talk with her, like, I could not love a human being more than I love Esther Steinberg. <laughs> Esther's like a sister. She's like a little sister to me. I love her so much. I think she's so fucking crazy talented. Yeah. She's awesome. is awesome. Like, she is just unabashedly obsessed with comedy and obsessed with being... She will tell you she wants to be the best comedian in the world, and I do not doubt her. Yeah. She will work her fucking dick off until she becomes the best comedian in the world. And she's, she just, she's so confident on stage, off stage. Like, you know, I mean, she's like a, she's a human being. She's not like impermeable. Like she can, you know, she feels things. She's upset about things. She doesn't think she's like, you know, Invincible. she sometimes thinks she's better than everybody, but like, but like, she's honest about it. Like Esther's just an honest and she can be a bitch and she needs to work on that and I love her so much but like she can her confidence rubs people the wrong way mm. and they just need to understand her because she's such a sensitive yeah like just a sweet fucking girl <laughs> um and I see her sensitive side she doesn't show it to a lot of people but when she does show it to you you're like oh my god yeah. oh <laughs> like I fucking love you and that's yeah. why I love her like you know it's like she's she is a handful but I will I will take that handful because at least it's an honest handful. Good, um, well said. Yeah. yeah, and like the girls on the show, it's like you know they had there was a <laughs> thing with Scout and I, which was a thing, but it wasn't like really a you know it was a thing, uh, but it wasn't as in our in the grand scheme of our life it was really nothing, but in the grand scheme of the show it was like this happened, <laughs> where it was like you know. They've definitely played it up with the editing, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, for ratings. They, yeah, it's they fine. I mean, it. here's the thing. People like drama. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, like, the way I had a situation with my mom, and that situation with my mom is really fucking bad. And they actually portrayed it as bad as it actually is. Mm. So they kind of honored that. They didn't even need to play it up. Yeah. Like, they really nailed it. Um, they came home to Michigan and filmed me with my mom. Wow. Because my mom is, like, so against what I do. <laughs> I'm just such a loser to my mom. My mom thinks I'm virtually retarded. For real retarded. Like, she'll explain things to me. Like, I I have a mental... Like, I am... Tr I'm not even saying this, like, oh, retard. No, like, she actually thinks I am... I have major mental issues that prevent me from being a functioning human. Like, she started explaining to me how a packing slip worked for a return that I was making for her. Like, I don't even know how to explain it other than that. Like, I was like, I get it, Mom. I know how a packing slip works. You put the, whatever goods are in the box, you put the slip with the box. Like, that's a packing slip. Is that not? And I worked in the fashion industry for a while, so I know what a packing slip is. But she's explaining it to me like I'm... She's like, well, do you need me to print it out for you? I'm like, you live in Michigan. 
<laughs> she goes, no, 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 but I can email it to you. I'm like, it's on my computer already. What do you need to email me for? But it's like, sometimes I'm just like, how dumb do you really think I am? And like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, while I was on the TV show, it was really awesome because I could finally go home to Michigan and my mom could introduce me as like, this is my daughter. She's on a TV show. Before that, she would just introduce me. She'd be like, this is my daughter. She's pretty. Uh, single. Any takers. Any takers. I was like, mom, are you running an auction? I felt like everywhere we go, we'd walk in and she'd be like, step right up. I is bitter. Here she is. Going, going, gone. Sold to no one. No one wants my daughter. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like my whole life has just constantly been, like, whatever it is is not good enough. And, like, this is certain. Like, being a comedian is, like, the worst. My mom's always like, how are you going to run for office if you talk about your pussy all the time? I'm like, at what point in my life was I like, Mom, when I grow up one day, I want to run for office. <laughs> As if that was on that was somewhere on the vision board of my life was public office. And if and if you were to run, people would see that as honesty, and then yeah, they'd just be oh like, totally, yeah, they'd this. be like, oh, it's the pussy candidate. <laughs> we know her uterus is prolapsed. No, it's not. My uterus is fine, guys. My uterus is fine. Um, but yeah, it's like. Is there a path that your parents, like, saw you going on? I mean, I was pre-med. That's, that's something they explore on the TV show. I was pre-med, so okay. it's like, and my mom's a doctor. So she, like, <laughs> desperately wanted me to be a doctor, too, because it's like, my mom became a doctor at a time when women were not doctors. Uh, she was the first woman to go to Michigan State's medical school. She was pioneering. Yeah, pi completely a pioneer. Like, she was literally the first woman in the history of Michigan State University to graduate from their medical school. Wow. That's... Crazy. My mom's a trailblazer, okay? And I talk about cum on my chest. She's like, I blazed the trail for you. Walk yeah, the, my mom is like, trail. walk the goddamn trail. On that trail, I burnt that fucking trail. There's my blood, my sweat, my tears, shit, piss, you're all of it. It's all on that trail. Walk on the fucking trail, Nicole! Walk on this damn trail. It's all she wanted. It's all she ever wanted was me to be a doctor. And, like, I wanted to be a doctor at one point. Like, she, every, when I was a kid, I would go to her hospital. She worked at a hospital. She still does. Works at a hospital in inner city Detroit. And she would bring me there to, like, do, like, volunteer work. And yeah. I would work, like, in the hospital. I worked on, like... I worked, like, I would go to, like, the different nurses' stations. And I would, like, help them file shit. Yeah. And they would, nurses would, like, have me, like, run, like, little errands for them. I worked in, like, the physical therapy unit. Yeah. I worked in a mental institution for kids. Like, I was like, Whoa. I'm gonna be a doctor. Like, this is all... I was... My mom would drive to, I went, I ended up going to the University of Michigan, but before it was, it's like a 45 minute drive from my house. Mm -hmm. Um, we would drive to Ann Arbor, Michigan and my mom would drive me around. Like, this is when I was a little kid and she'd be like, you're going to school here one day. Cause my mom went to undergraduate school there. So it's like my whole life I was like bred and expected to go to the University of Michigan. And then I was bred and expected to go to medical school. And it was one of those things where it was like, I was just kind of, I'm naturally good at math and science. Yeah. Um, it's just like on my, on my ACTs, <laughs> I was in like the 99th percentile what? on math <laughs> and science. No, science, science was 99. And then like math was like 91. It was like something bananas. Yeah. Um, like my other scores were, were good too. Wait, but ACT. Like, ACT. I also did ACT. Yeah. I'm from Every, Michigan. You everyone out here, everyone out here is like SAT. The, and I'm no like, I don't know what, what that, that means. Is. Yeah. I, I did SAT and <laughs> ACT because I wanted to go to West coast schools oh, okay, too. Okay. So I took everything. Um, <laughs> 
But yeah, so I took my ACTs. I got like 32 on my ACTs, which Ooh. is like insane. That's wait, um, is 36 perfect or 32? 36 perfect. Okay, okay. 36 is perfect. 32 but, will get you nowhere. Yeah, I got 20. Um, three times. Someone's a retard. Mom, <laughs> if you think I'm retarded, you need to meet this guy. Um, yeah, it's like it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like I'm just really good at math and science. Um, like Anyways, all the connections are there in your brain. You're like, oh, that uh, makes sense. So that, totally oh, makes... everything makes sense. Like chemistry is the only ma- science that I kind of like struggled with. Mm-hmm. But like physics, I mean, if you look at my grades in college, there is no class. I mean, in physics, I literally got like an A plus. Is physics, does physics use calculus? Yeah. Well, there's physics and then physics based, based with calculus, no. calculus based physics, <laughs> which is what engineering, which engineering students tend to do. Okay. Um, calculus is like, I like calculus, as far as like all the maths go, I think I liked calculus the most. I was pretty good at it. Um, but yeah, I mean like, I like physics to me, I probably should have been an engineer with how much I like physics. <laughs> um, the okay go video where they have the, it's the Treadmills giant Rube, Gold the, oh, yeah, yeah. Rube Goldberg, where it's just a chain reaction. Yeah. Um, that's modeled off of this Rube Goldberg guy. Anyways, it's a whole other story. Um, <laughs> anyways, like that sort of thing. Like I geek out on that. Yeah. Like, I met the guy who was the engineer who, who programmed that whole video. Oh, cool. And I was like, you're a god. <laughs> you're so great. Because it's so cool. It's, like, the coolest shit. Um, yeah, so I liked, I mean, I liked, I was pretty, like, that was kind of my thing. Um, and I was like, oh, I'll be a doctor because it's like, well, I'm already good at this, so I might as well do this. But it wasn't anything that I ever, like, really loved. Like, I, like, yeah. I... Like, I love helping people. Like, I, you know, I, I don't, I think doctors, if you're going to be a doctor, you have to want to be a doctor with every molecule in your body. Yeah. Otherwise, like, don't be a fucking doctor. You have to love, like, helping people yeah. be healthy from when they were sick and, like, yeah. just and taking it's just like, care but, of people. But, like, being a doctor, it's not a job. It's who you are. Yeah. You're either a doctor or you're not. And it's, you're not the kind of person who's like, I am a doctor through and through, like, I would I wouldn't want me as my doctor. No no way. Like I don't want a half-hearted doctor. Yeah. No. I don't want a doctor like, you know, a surgeon working on me or a psychiatrist talking to me and the whole time they're talking to me they're thinking about like I should have written a screenplay or what they're going to do later or what they're or... going to do later like no, I want you like fucking focused and in this fucking you're this is your headspace. This is where you're at. This is all you've ever wanted. Yeah. Like that's who I want as my doctor. Yeah. Cuz I'm, I'm sorry, like, the, if shit goes wrong, as a comedian, you have a bad set. <laughs> if shit goes wrong as a doctor, you might fucking kill someone. Yeah. Like, the, the, the stakes are a lot higher. <laughs> and I don't want those, I, that is like, it's crazy. And yeah. like, my mom's a cancer doctor, too. Oh, wow. So it's, I always, you know, the expression, you know, you're not curing cancer. Like, why, don't get so, like, don't take yourself so seriously, you're not curing cancer. Like, my mom was literally curing cancer. So I'm like, oh, by all means, take yourself insanely seriously. You're curing cancer. Speaking of that, actually, I, I just thought of an article I saw, and it was um, nano nanobot technology. Mm-hmm. Like, they're getting, I think they've tested on animals mm-hmm. and the nanobots like were able to find the cancer cells oh, and like just get rid of them yeah 
Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I'll have to ask my mom about that. Yeah, because I heard about that, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the future. That's bio- Putting that's robots bad- in that's, us. Yeah, that's biomedical engineering. I mean, that's sort the sort of thing where it's like, my mom is like, on like the clinical aspect of it, that's like, yeah. the more like... I don't know. That's like I don't. I, Cybernetics. But I don't. Th- I don't think that's something my mom. I mean, maybe with. she would yeah. like. She wouldn't do that herself. She yeah. would never be the doctor administrating that. That would be like a an oncology um, surgeon. And, okay. Like a surgeon she, who specializes in that sort of thing. She probably knows or hears about. Totally. That yeah. Kind of I mean, she's like on, but. the the amount of ongoing education doctors need. Like it's crazy because yeah. it's like medicine's changing every two seconds. So yeah. it's like every month they are required to do a certain amount of, like, ongoing education. Like, be it going to, like, pharmaceutical meetings or dinners or whatever, like... Yeah. Or having a, you know, like a, you know, a pharmaceutical drug rep, like, come into their office and educate them on something. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, you know, there's just... It's an endless amount of So make sure you're caught up, because there's a lot of... It's so much. And it's like, yeah. And that's... I don't know. It's like... I'm wondering, like, what... My mom will never retire. I mean, she's 60... She's turning 69 at the end of this month. Shit, man. My mom's old. Um, the big old 69. Um, yeah, my, I don't see my mom retiring anytime soon. Like, yeah. she's obsessed with her job. <laughs> she complains about it every day, but she's obsessed with it. Yeah, I don't think my mom will retire either. What uh, does your mom do? She's a nurse. Yeah. And my dad's a TV producer for TV news. Where And where are you? In Seattle. Okay, is that where you grew up? No, they moved there. They moved there a few years after I moved out to San Diego County from Northern Kentucky. Okay. I went to high school out there, which is why I don't have an accent. Okay. Because we moved there, f- there from Santa Maria. Okay. You know Santa Maria. Uh huh. And then to Santa Maria from Tulsa to Tulsa why from so Reno. Why so much moving here? Why so much moving around? Um, because he's a producer, he's for news, I think he would like be in a small market and then learn everything that he could, could learn, be bored. So and then, now yeah. he's in Seattle, mm-hmm. which is a big market. Yeah, it's the biggest so far. Like before that, he worked in Cincinnati. Uh-huh. And but yeah, Seattle's bigger. Yeah, good yeah. for him, man. Yeah. And your mom's still a nurse. Mm-hmm. What kind of nurse? Um, registered nurse, RN. RN. Yeah. And there's always gonna be work for her wherever yeah. he is. Yeah. And, so certain jobs, that's a great great benefit. You can just kind of transport and do whatever you're doing mm-hmm. somewhere mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? Do you want to plug stuff? Like, I feel like this has been... I mean, go to my website, <laughs> Nicole Amy. I don't always list my shows there because um, it's annoying to upkeep a calendar on your website. Um, hopefully I get to a point where I can have somebody do it. But, like, yeah, yeah. my Facebook... Um, uh, my Facebook, my profile is full. Um, I've reached the limit of creepy dudes oh. I can add. <laughs> so my Facebook page is uh, facebook.com slash the Nicole Amy. Okay. N I C O L E A I M E E. My Twitter, Nicole Amy. Everything's Nicole Amy. Yeah. With the exception of my Facebook, which is the Nicole Amy, because. My regular Facebook page is Nicole Amy, so I had to oh. come up with something else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, you can pretty much find me on all of there. I'll tweet about shows. If I'm doing out of town shows, I'll I would probably post that on my website. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm gonna be going on the road. I'm gonna be going home to Michigan the end of November. Um, my mom's having surgery. It's not. Com- I can't. I don't think I'm gonna have time to do comedy. Yeah. 
Um, so if I do do some shows, they might be in Michigan. Um, and then I'm planning a tour for next August. Nice. With a comic, uh, Heather Turman. Okay. She's dope. Um, so her and I are going to do a little um, Michigan Canada tour. Nice. Yeah, we're excited. Cool. Um, passport. Do you have to have a passport to go to Canada? Yep, absolutely. I need to renew my passport. Yeah. <laughs> Every passport. Always have a passport. <laughs> yeah. Because you never know when you're going to you get, get swept off your feet, <laughs> and that person's going to be like, "Hey, baby, let's go to Canada." <laughs> I was swept off to my I swept off my feet to Ottawa. <laughs> so beautiful. Where is Ottawa? Uh, above, Ontario. Above which? Ottawa is the Canada, uh, the capital of Canada. It's in Ontario. Oh. Which is a province that's right above Michigan. Okay. Which is where Toronto is. So it goes Toronto. Um, and then you just drive, like, northeast, then you hit Ottawa. Okay. And then you keep going east, and then you get into Quebec, which is the next province. Oh, yeah. Um, Quebecois. Quebecois. Um, <laughs> ouais. I almost went to McGill. That was one of my universities that I was going to go to. Um, and then there's Montreal. Yeah. All right. I need to visit Canada. Canada's great. I've been to the Ni- Niagara Falls part, but that doesn't count. No. It's Not very touristy. And very I was touristy. very young. Go to Toronto, go to Montreal, go to Vancouver. Um, that's pretty much. I mean, those are the major ones. Mm-hmm. Cool. There's other ones. I don't want to. I, not that the other ones aren't great. There's Canadians listening. <laughs> I don't know why a Canadian would be listening. Anyways. All right. Well, do, uh, if you have anything else. Um, all good. Uh, this is gonna come out actually. Um, let's see. On the twenty third. Of October. Yeah. Um, I have a, hold on. Um, I'll fill, I'll fill the, fill the dead air with, uh, some elevator music. Okay, cool. Um, alright guys. So, coming up. This is coming out on the 23rd. Alright, so, I have the Chatterbox show with Steve Hernandez. That's somewhere east of here. Um, on October 25th at 9pm. Nice. On October 26th, I'm doing a show at Panch- Pancho's in Manhattan Beach uh, with Dan O'Carter. He runs that show. It's at 9 p.m. On October 27th, I'm doing a show at the 6th. That's in Calabasas. Uh, that's uh, going to be at about 8 p.m., I believe. And that's with Michael Matera. And then October 30th, I will be at the Comedy Store. I don't know if it's in the Belly Room or main the room. Original, room original Room or Main Room or whatever, but that'll be October 30th at... Um, uh, 7.30 or 8, something like that. So yeah, 25th, 26th, 27th, 30th, there might be some other ones in there. Um, It'll, but yeah. Internet, go to the internet. Go to the internet, you guys know what that is. <laughs> and just do it. Just find me. Yeah. And I'm on Snapchat. Uh, it's Nicole either Amy? Nicole Amy or the Nicole Amy, I can't remember which one it is. <laughs> um, Instagram, Nicole Amy. Vine, Nicole Amy. Periscope, Nicole, I mean, I'm on all the platforms, guys. YouTube, I am tuned in. Um, you can, you know, really just yeah. stalk the shit out of me, but don't actually stalk me, because I will get a restraining order. I got a restraining order against the last dude who stalked Oof. me. That's mainly why I don't put all my shit online anymore, my yeah. dates, because I don't want him to, like, know where I am. I don't mm. want to encourage someone following me. Yeah. Google, when I get bigger internet. and I can have a bodyguard and I can put all my dates up because my bodyguard's with me, yeah, I'll put my dates up. But until then, I gotta gotta protect gotta, myself. Yeah, a you gotta bit. stay yeah. safe. Yeah. 
Unless you're really attractive, then by all means, talk away. (laughs) If you're really attractive and have, you don't even need to have tons of money. Just more money than me. That's pretty easy. Just have a comma in your bank account. You'll have more money. (laughs) All right. Well, this has been you and me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp and... Nicole Amy Schreiber. (laughs) Ta-da!